0: In my mind, there are three scenarios where Missouri true freshman Sam Horn could see the field this year, and one of them is decidedly a lot more exciting than the other. So let's talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week and thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day and f- and telling a friend and another true son or daughter that we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts including in glorious 1080p. On YouTube. But you know what? I've talked, of course, a lot about the quarterback position here on the Locked On Mizzou podcast. And today I want to talk about the true freshman, Sam Horn. Yes, we've gotten to Brady Cook in detail, talked a lot about Tyler Macon yesterday. But how about Sam Horn? Do we think he's going to see the field this year? Well, number one, I think the odds are very likely that Sam does see the field this year. And if I were a betting man, and in fact, well, actually, I am a betting man quite frequently over at betonline.net, in fact, well, I would put my money on week three, Abilene Christian University at Faroe Field, considering, just as a reminder, this will be obvious for some of you, but just as a reminder... The way the redshirt rules are these days, you can play in up to four contests and preserve your eligibility. You won't burn that that redshirt season, in other words. So I think the odds are, barring obvious, obviously barring injury, you can say that about any football player, but I'd say there's a 99% chance that Sam Horn will at least see some mop-up snaps at some point this season. Again, I think week three against Abilene Christian is really likely. So again, in my tease, I talked about how, in my mind at least, there are three obvious scenarios where Sam Horn sees the field this year. And the first one is, well, one of these veteran quarterbacks, whether it is Jack Abraham, Brady Cook, or Tyler Macon, seizes the reins of the job and plays really well to the point where there's no real controversy and maybe Mizzou goes out and has a surprising eight win season, something like that. That would be fantastic, obviously, for all of us who are listening to this program, and for me as well. That's what's really important. As long as I'm happy, well, you know what? Locked on Mizzou gets a heck of a lot better. But for real, that's probably, that's one scenario. Okay, let's go scenario number two. This is not as fun of a scenario. This is the least fun of all the scenarios, but gosh, it's probably, if I'm being really honest, maybe one of the more likely ones. As you can tell, I'm not terribly bullish on the start of this season for the Tigers so far. Just a tough schedule out of the gates. I think this can be a good football team, but I do worry that for what seemingly feels like the half-dozenth year in a row that Missouri could be looking at maybe a 500 or worse start after the first month of the season or so, certainly in the first half. And, you know, let's be honest, the show-me fans start to check out a little bit. Well, let's say Missouri does get off to, say, a two and three start, two and four heading into the Vanderbilt game at home. You could certainly see, hey, let's see what this Horn kid has, and maybe he starts the last second half of the season. That's certainly a possibility. Again, not really the one I want to see. I want to see Missouri get off to a great start this season and obviously have a big time third year under Eli Drinkwitz, prove that this program is. Definitively heading in the right direction and obviously important to keep recruiting momentum going as well. Now the good news is if you're a Missouri fan, even if this second scenario happens where the Tigers get off to a relatively tough start, there is precedent in college football history for teams that get off to a bad start turning to a true freshman quarterback in the second half of the season to good results. A lot of them Ended up being NFL quarterbacks, number one, and either that or they're really good option quarterbacks. Guys like Jamel Holloway or Tommy Frazier, for instance. But then you've got guys like Peyton Manning, of course, one of the greats of all time, Terrell Pryor, Robert Griffin III took over as a true freshman at the tail end of a 4-8 and eight Baylor team that wasn't very good, but obviously that portended big things for the Baylor Bears in the future. Hey, Landry Jones took over for Oklahoma after Sam Bradford was hurt in the first game of the season. The Sooners were still really good that season. JT Barrett, a true freshman, played really well for Ohio State recently. Jalen Hurts for Alabama. And of course, really the most famous recent example, Trevor Lawrence took over in about week four or five for Clemson. I believe they ended up winning the national title or coming pretty close. They were the title winners that year, right? Oh, the heck with it. Who cares? This isn't a Clemson podcast, right? But you know what? That is the second scenario, and it's probably more likely for sure than the one I'm about to give to you. But the final scenario where Sam Horn starts is no question the most exciting one, and that's him taking the keys from the very first snap, of the season. So I want to talk more about that scenario coming up. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. And I know I've told you guys about Built Bar many, many times. You already know that it's the best tasting protein bar in this universe or any other, or any other multiverse for that matter. Well, you know what? If you don't believe me, you got to try them out. And let me introduce you also to a new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs which have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, like all Build Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. But this isn't just a tasty treat. These babies are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in each and every bar. You know what? You're getting some nutrition while having your treat. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. I promise you that much. So go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Now, in the last 15 or 20 years or so, there certainly have been some notable true freshman quarterbacks that have come in and started from day one and done rather well. Philip Rivers at North Carolina State, Kevin Cobb at Houston, Chad Henney at Michigan, Colt McCoy, of course, at Texas, and the aforementioned Sh- Sam Bradford started from day one as a true freshman, too. And you know what? It kind of harkens me back, actually, to 20 years ago when I was playing the NCAA football video game, and of course, I always played with the Missouri Tigers, unless my friend Brett Eubank was over. Because Brett, well, he had discovered number 16 on the roster. Now, we didn't know much about number 16 yet, but of course that young man would turn out to be Brad Smith. Now, it always cracked me up because not only would Brett, before this was before Brad Smith was even named as a starting quarterback at Missouri, he would substitute number 16 in, run around, make a fool of my linebackers at the second level when they were chasing him around. Even a spy wasn't good enough for this kid. But it cracked me up because at that time, of course, your backup quarterback would be the holder on extra points and field goals. And my friend Brett wasn't good enough for him to bench Kurt Farmer. He also had to, he had to taunt him as well by saying, hold it, Farmer, hold it, Farmer. Something that's been stuck in my head for 20 years, and now it's stuck in yours. I just had to share that really quick. But the point is, actually, not the perfect comparison because obviously Brad Smith was a redshirt freshman. He had a full season on campus at Missouri. So this wouldn't be, I guess the comparison to Brad Smith would be more like Johnny Manziel or Jameis Winston, two guys who started their first year, had tremendous success, And we're redshirt freshmen, right? But again, those true freshmen that I just listed, those are all guys that ended up playing in the National Football League, by the way. So if it just so happens that come game week, history tells us, by the way, that if Sam Horn indeed is your starter for Missouri week one, we're probably not going to know until about Monday of game week for sure. I bet Eli Drinkwitz keeps that one under the vest. That's just my guess. But if that actually happens and Sam Horn comes in and is a really good starting quarterback at the college level from the beginning, that guy's got an NFL future, almost certainly. If you just listen to that list that I just gave you, every single one of those guys was drafted into the NFL and played at least multiple years as a backup quarterback at the very least. So that's really interesting to note. And again, with Horn's upside... With his arm talent, again, the guy is a Major League Baseball prospect on the mound. He's got that arm. He's got the legs, too. He's a multi-sport athlete. I think the upside is just really, really exciting. You've got everything you could possibly imagine. The only problem is, as I said before, unlike Brad Smith, Sam Horn just hasn't been here very long. He chose to not come early and play spring ball unlike Luther Burden and several other guys did. And and you know what? That's okay, by the way. I'm fine with that. If I were Sam Horn's dad, I would have probably told him to do the same thing because you know what? He went out there and won a state championship in Georgia with his probably some of his best friends in life. That's an experience that you only get to have once, and I promise you, He's not going to regret that whatsoever. So, a fine decision there, but the reality of that is he would have had a better chance to start if he had been here in the spring. Period. So, I just would be really really surprised if Horn is your weekday, is your number one day one starter, he takes the first snap at Foro Field against Louisiana Tech on September 1st, but if it does happen, I'm going to be excited beyond belief. I can tell you that right now. Now, speaking of true freshmen, I talked a lot lately about how the Missouri defensive line is a little bit undersized, especially on the interior. And I also talked about how there's really not any two technique, type, sorry, two gap type players on this Missouri defensive line, just not really that size. Well, there is probably at least one notable exception to that. I mentioned Kyron Montgomery already and how we probably need to be patient with him as he comes back, as that redshirt freshman comes back from a a knee injury. Well, I would say Marquise Graciel, the true freshman defensive lineman from St. Charles- checking in at six foot four, 328 pounds. That's a big old 18 year old folks. And he's naturally that big. If anything, he might want to trim down a tiny bit. So, He's a guy, if he starts to worm his way up into the two deep, I'm going to be excited about that too. Similarly to how if Sam Horn somehow becomes the day one starter, that tells me that he's going to have a hell of a future. Well, you could say the same thing about Marquise Graciel too. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe how that's pronounced. We'll figure it out once the season gets going. But again, I'm really excited to see the St. Charles product potentially make an impact on the interior for the tigers this fall and coming up i want to talk about the missouri running back situation just a little bit more curtis looper sounds open to a running back committee so let's talk about those possibilities and some potential new rules in college basketball that i'm not a huge fan of Based on his recent comments, it sure seems like Missouri running running backs coach Curtis Looper is very much open to a running back by committee, and really, I would be too. I, I think Missouri has a wide variety of talent at that position, and I think they might be well served to use each of those players to fit their strengths and also just How about 100% max effort on every snap by your running backs? I really think Missouri has enough enough depth to pull that off and also to run some hurry-up scenarios if they would like as well without, again, worrying about running anybody down. Now, on the other hand, that sounds great. I believe Curtis Looper. It just, to me, based on the evidence I've seen so far, three years of Eli Drinkwitz as a head coach, including one at Appalachian State, It sure seems like to me Eli finds a running back that he likes best and just rides him hard. We've seen that three straight years. I don't have any reason to believe that that's going to change in year four. I really don't. And let's move to college basketball for just a little bit to finish out this edition of Locked On Mizzou. Hopefully you listened to Tuesday's show. I had Jason Jordan on, the newest member of the Locked On Network. He's also a Sports Illustrated. Guy just knows college basketball, high school recruiting, like the back of his hand. And we talked a little bit about Dennis Gates' recruiting strategy of casting a wide net, making tons of offers to highly ranked prospects. Well, it seems like that strategy has paid off. We talked about Trent Pierce and Anthony Robinson. Well, Missouri not only getting some social media love from some guys that are highly ranked, but also an official visit as well. 2024 big man James Brown ranked number 31 overall in the country by Rivals.com. October 1st, he's going to be making An official visit to Mizzou. So, hey, that's a big-time official visit get right there. Again, Gates keeps recruiting at this level. Things are going to turn around pretty quickly, folks. So, very excited for basketball right now. But you know what I'm not terribly excited about is the NCAA messing around with a great sport once again. Well, flopping. Hey, not a huge fan of flopping. If I were going to try to get rid of flopping, I would just change the way the charge is called. Maybe even expand the stupid semicircle. That has its own problems as well, but it's almost as though if we're going to have a semicircle where you keep the restricted area, if you will, it almost needs to be f- farther out to me. That's just my opinion. But the actual change that's being recommended here by the NCAA Basketball Rules Committee, flopping will now result in a Class B technical foul. Now, this isn't as massive of a change as you might imagine because. Well, previously players called for flops. You might remember in the last couple years or so, you could get a warning for a flop before receiving a technical foul. Well, it's just going to be a little bit harsher of a penalty at this point. The reason I'm saying it's not that massive of a change, I don't think I saw more than, I don't know, two or three flop warnings all season last year for Missouri specifically. So I just it's not something that seems to be called all that much but I have to say I don't know that empowering NCAA officials more is necessarily the 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 path to joy here is all I'm trying to say. I don't know. I'm questioning that one. I'm on the fence about it again. Like you know, not a big fan of flopping. That's for sure, but I just don't know that this is going to result in in changing the game whatsoever. Maybe it's just a wash, but Ultimately, there is one more rule change that they're recommending that I'm just frankly in death to the infidels mode, and you'll see why. Conferences in the NIT will be able to experiment this season with five media timeouts per half assessed at the dead ball period. The first one under 17, 14, 11, 8, and 4. Uh, I got to be honest with you, folks. I already thought the under 16, 12, 8, and 4, four media timeouts per half for a total of eight in a 40-minute game was already obnoxious enough. There are already enough stops and starts to college basketball right now, especially in a world of instant replay. I, I just hate this. I absolutely hate this with every fiber of my being. Once again, there's no reason to do this whatsoever other than just a naked money grab for another commercial break which i don't know again for what for who yes for money i understand but money for for whom by the way are the players going to get a cut of this no it's just going to be for what bigger coaches salaries more administrators all this crap of course the fans don't want this the players certainly don't need it or want it you think 3 minutes into the game a bunch of 19 year old guys in great shape need another break? It's just absurd. It's the opposite of the way we should be going. If anything, the men's game should be going toward the women's game. Have Just make it into quarters so that way you have a natural break after 10 minutes. And hey, every five minutes we'll take a media timeout. How, how about that? I think we should have one less media timeout per half than one more. Certainly keep it the same. I don't know how anybody could disagree with me on this. And frankly, If you do, you heard me, death to the infidels. But hey, thanks again for making Locked On, Mizzou, your first listen. Thanks for telling a friend all about this show. Now why don't you make your second listen, Locked On, SEC, every day, Chris Gordy, your local Locked On experts, great guests like ESPN's Alyssa Lang take you all across the SEC in less than 30 minutes. Once again, that's Locked On, SEC. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and you have been listening to Locked on Mizzou.